Welcome, Spartans, to Halo Headlines for the week of March 8th through 12th, part of Podcast Evolved, your home for Halo. I'm your host, Oren, and with me today is Aaron. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome. Before we get started, we would like to give a quick shout out and a thank you to all of our patrons for their continued support to make this show possible, including this show that we've started a few weeks ago. Thank you guys so much. You can head over to patreon.com slash Halo Podcast Evolved if you are not a patron to learn more about the exclusive rewards we offer to them and how you can support us. So we have three sort of major topics from the week. The first comes from our community blog, Zeta Zone, and kind of mainly focuses on Master Chief Collection that we're going to talk about. Of course, the blog talks about all the different games, everything that's going on. Definitely recommend people read it. But the kind of big takeaway that we wanted to bring up on the headlines was that Season 6 is around the corner. We don't have a date yet. It's called Raven because of the cosmetics that are going to be added to bring the Fireteam Raven ODST suits into Halo 3. And that fighting has begun for that. And we have our first glimpse at the exchange, which is what 343 is calling, uh, I guess, the in-game store. And this will be a place to redeem unspent seasonal points. If you have been playing each and every season, you probably have a, a lot of extra seasonal points. Or if you don't play that much, but some of these season tracks don't interest you, you also may have some extra seasonal points. And you can spend these points on previous cosmetics that were maybe timed or exclusive and, and kind of different unique cosmetics to add to the various Halo games in Master Chief's collection. So the items will rotate every week. Again, they take seasonal points. There's not going to be a real money transaction to earn these seasonal points. It's strictly going to be the same way you've been earning them since they launched seasons in Master Chief Collection. So you got to go those challenges. You got to level up your multiplayer character. And that's basically it. Aaron, what are your sort of initial reactions to this? Uh, the community has a few different angles, but let's kind of hear your thoughts on the exchange before we dive into what the general Halo community thinks. Oh, well, this is good because I haven't paid too much attention yet to what the community has. So my initial thought on this is I like this. It sounds good. Being able to use your in-game credits to get something that bounced out of seasonal rotation is good. I hate to mention the D word here in Division, but they do kind of something similar where there were different cosmetic rewards for certain seasons. And when they rotate out, they go into like, imagine if you had like the rec pack unlocks. So you have a random chance to unlock it. Or in their case, you can spend real world money to buy the particular cosmetic you want. So this is a similar setup, except you don't have to spend real cash, which I'm quite happy with because I haven't been paying too much attention to the seasons. I still haven't got all the unlocks for my Reach Spartan, never mind anything else. But I like the idea that I can go now and get the Mr. Chief uh, armor and various things that will rotate out and previously would have been locked away. So personally, I don't see a downside to this. It's a way for people to get things, and at least it means Master Chief Collection can live on as a legacy title for a while, because if you get someone into this late... If they come in on season eight or nine, they haven't lost out forever on all this other stuff. That's the po the viewpoint I was looking at, that 
on the one hand, I do kind of am a little hesitant to like the idea of being able to earn something that has previously been like a challenge to get. To think about like the recon helmet from the Halo 3 days, like if they, granted you can just get it now, but like back then, if the only ways to get it were to get the Vidmaster challenges or to just spend season points, then that'd kind of be pretty off-putting because of the the challenge and commitment it took to get the recon helmet by getting all the Vidmaster achievements. But I think when you look at it from uh, MCC turning into a pseudo live service game and trying to definitely preserve the legacy of Halo for new generation of gamers that no matter when you boot up Master Chief Collection and start it for the first time and you start earning your seasonal points in, in whatever season, that this will, yeah, allow you to get those items that you missed out on, even if it you know, was a, a fairly challenging way to get it. But I think in MCC's case, it's not usually overly challenging. It's usually just getting certain kills with certain weapons or in the example of the Mr. Chief helmet, just to kind of perform that feat that uh, other people just may not be able to get. Uh, so it kind of, it, it preserves those players who got it during that season and able to show it off, but then it allows other players to really get those additional rewards if, if they choose to, because they still have to do their own grinding to get the seasonal point allotment needed to buy whatever it is. So it's not like they're just spending it willy-nilly and, you know, it's not going to be for real money. 3 for 3 said that numerous times, and I think that's the kind of big takeaway. Yeah, those are the important things, like, really. I think as I get older and I have less time to devote to playing games, and I know a lot of Halo fans now are parents with kids We've grown up in Halo for years. You may not have the time to put into a season to get something within the season. So at least now, you're not out of luck. You may be able to only grind away at half the speed of someone in their early 20s that maybe has a ton of free time and can play constantly. So you can still get this stuff. And I think like that's the main thing. Just keeping things as accessible as possible and giving people options that they don't have to kill themselves in a season to try and get something before it goes. This is good. More of this. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a good baby step. Another sort of counterpoint on the internet is that this is just one step away from microtransactions and that they feel that this, really everything that 343 has been doing with MCC over the last year is kind of a battleground pseudo beta for features for Halo Infinite and while Infinite will be free to play for multiplayer and considered a live service game to a degree and they've already mentioned that there's going to be premium rewards for those who want to spend that money for it it is a little bit worrisome how they implement it but the big thing is that we just have to wait and see we can't really judge how a feature may or may not be implemented in a new game <laughs> when it's currently in another game. But for the sake of this and MCC, it, it's it's generally a good thing, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm excited to see what content I may have missed because, yeah, I'm too busy to play every season. It's one of those things. Everything that involves a grind and involves earning credit has the potential to be opened up to abusive microtransactions. But I don't think will panic too much just yet. And like, worst case, if they did offer you the ability to pay money instead of having to earn the seasonal credits to unlock this stuff after the fact, it still wouldn't annoy me because there's still a lot of people out there who just don't have the time and would maybe like 
the gold weapon skins or the gold vehicles, different things. You know, like if they have the option where they don't have to use their season credits or they can use, spend a couple of quid on it, I'll not deny anyone that. It's an option that's there. No one has to use it. As long as they don't turn around and tell you it's 100 credits to unlock a weapon skin and you're going like, right, that's a bit high. <laughs> yeah. I think wait and see, but like more options isn't an issue. It's the joys of getting older. You end up at the stage in life where you have more disposable income and not enough disposable time. And sometimes it's easier to just throw money at it than put 200 hours into something. Like I know that's a point of pride for some people, but you get old and life gets hard and you just sometimes you need the the quick way to do what you need done. And that's a valid viewpoint. So, well, there you go. A few other shout-outs for this blog before we move on. There is a pretty substantial eSports update, and so we're not going to cover it here, but I'm more than certain that our friends over at HCS Pro Talk, Will and Josh, will be discussing all of it in this week's uh, March 14th, March 15th, and their episode there. So if you want those updates, check out their latest episodes. And then Jazzwares Toys has a bit of an update that I know that our Builds with Blocks crew is uncovering and diving into this week so take a look at our feed for more information on those subjects second point for today ask 343 had their second video for the zeta halo insight infinite blog it is a whopping 44 minutes which is longer than the first one when they sat down with quinn from the sandbox team quinn does make an appearance in this video as well but we wanted to just highlight a few things that interest us and some things that the community's been talking about of course there's a bunch of information and pretty cool design insight from the art team and just general campaign design team aaron which which one do you want to kind of talk about first the first one i think we could talk about is do we want to talk about biomes because i think like that was a big thing i know we're going to go a little out of order here yeah, no, we can go out of order. But yeah, what's up with the biomes? We've had a lot of speculation for a while about how the Halo might be built, stuff it has. So 343 have basically confirmed that the primary biome will be Pacific Northwest. They're going for that vibe of the first Halo. Uh, I got the feeling from how they talked, you will see variations on Pacific Northwest. So like in the first Halo where you get a snow level... Maybe you get a swamp level, things like that, but they're all going to be in a theme. You're not going to get tundra or water world or hyper desert and like droughts. Yeah, it won't be like the like not like the arc desert level. So set your expectations that it will be Pacific Northwest. You will have lots of grass and green and trees and pine trees and stuff like that which is very much what we've seen so far because a lot of people were speculating that what we had seen was just the first biome and there would be others so they've set expectations some people are a little excited about that that they're they're getting a little worked up that there's only one biome and there's not more but there's there's sub biomes this is what they kind of said so like they different i think i know they mentioned swamp i think they they did mention a few others but i mean you i could totally see snow and it all it is is just snow on top of a, a pacific northwest type of environment um and you can even have like a wetlands but you know you're not going to have a jungle you're not going to have I mean, maybe you have a deep forest because it is kind of foresty up there but 
but I, th- I think people are interpreting this as one palette and not multiple, whereas it, it's really one palette with, with sub-like layers on top of it. It's very much variations on what you get in the first Halo. You can you can easily do an island beach level that's still on the same vibe and all this stuff. Like they can do a lot with what they have, so I wouldn't panic. And like Pacific Northwest still covers a lot of ground from coastal areas to forest to mountainous areas and the rest of it. You know, it snows up there, so there's there I think there's still a lot of diversity that people in the community just need to kind of be patient for and i suppose bouncing on from that we could talk about the weather as well they mentioned this a bit they have some dynamic weather lined up so far but they're talking about adding more i think what did they specifically mention they have like fog effects they have fog they have rain but not like a rainstorm they have what else? Did they, I feel like there's one more. I think they said two things specifically, fog and something else. And then they mentioned rain, that they're working on it and that they want to add like dynamic, like heavy rain with like storms and wind and all that. Maybe it is wind. I think they said they have a wind system in there. I think they said, yeah, there's wind. It affects sound and it also affects, I don't think it's enough to affect gameplay, but it sounded like it was a thing they were doing. They're definitely trying to make it a little bit more atmospheric, but it's but it's not going to be like it's not going to be like Sea of Thieves walking, you know, sailing through a, a a rainstorm. When they said it, the first thing I thought of was that Mad Max game where you're going through the desert and suddenly there's like a hurricane on top of you or a tornado or something. <laughs> I was thinking like, right, they're they're clearly saying you'll get rain sometimes, but you're not going to get like swept away in anything. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a moody. It's gonna be like the rain from ODST with the jazz and the kind of just light ambience. Halo is an artificial construct. It the weather system isn't broken on this Halo. You're not going to have crazy extreme weather, but it's going to vary because you need variation. So, kind of taking it from there, they did talk a little bit about the open world, and uh, we will have an, a Halo Infinite or um, Road to Infinite episode talking about the open world, but they, they kind of said what we were really expecting, that Infinite will be more of a semi-open world where they're, they're definitely having a linear golden path storyline that you will follow, but they just wanted to make the level design as free and open as possible. So when you go from point A to B, if you want to go to C, D, E, and F along the way, or you want to go around and off the beaten path or take a vehicle or stay on foot, they're really trying to give you all the tools to do things like that. And and they even have systems in place to where if you are flying a Banshee or another flying vehicle to do some sort of engagement or mission, then the game will spawn encounters that are fun to play in a flying vehicle same thing with a, a tank or a warthog if you are driving those vehicles then the encounters that that will spawn in front of you will be elevated and and tailored to that type of experience and they made a real note to make it that it's not going to punish you for playing in that way but it, it's it's instead going to reward you and give you fun engagements to do that i think that's super awesome and cool and interesting Yeah, I liked when they talked about this. The example they were given was in Halo 5 when you're on Meridian. 
that level where you get the tank and you work your way up through the hills to the facility and they said like if you work your way up the hill in the tank what would it be like if you got to the gates and decided i'm going to take my tank with me through here or you decided i'm going to go around the mountain and attack this place from the rear so that was sort of the like the pitch they were given for it which i like and I did like their mention that when you're playing at night, you're going to have kind of like ODST, the phantoms will come with searchlights and they'll be looking for you. If you're on foot, the patrols are scaled accordingly compared to if you're in the air, have a tank, whatever. Like a lot of what they're talking about, I'm I'm here for it. I want that sort of variation. I like the idea that at night, your goal will be to hide from the spotlight patrols you know, whereas during the day, different stuff's happening. You're on foot or you're rolling through in a scorpion. The banished are going to come at you accordingly. Yeah, it, it, it's super exciting to hear what they're saying. And it, it, it really changes your perception of how you experience a Halo game with everything being fairly scripted and, and designed around whatever way that the game wants you to play. And so to just take all those experiences and say, hey, whatever one you want to play, pick that experience and then go play that level with that experience. And we're going to give you the the tools to do that. And I, I just think that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And also, we kind of didn't go too deep on it, but they very specifically called out no weapon crafting slash armor upgrading. Yeah, there's no hunting, gathering of materials. There's there's none of that gameplay that might be more sort of conventional for an open world game. It, it's when they say open world, they just mean you can use all these different tools and use the sandbox in whatever open way that you want. It sounds very much like a the way ODST is an open world, but on a bigger scale. ODST yes. is an open world, but it's very much contain sectors you transit from one to one and there's going to be things you can do in it like they sort of the way they talked about like there was no weapon customization or stuff or weapon crafting they didn't say that there wasn't like options when it comes to that i got the feeling there could be you may still be able to put your own stamp on it maybe you can equip specific unlocks or weapons but you won't be attaching your grenade launcher or changing your scope out or stuff like that yeah i kind of get the sense that it's it's a little bit more like Warzone to where you might get a better weapon like a Norfang or a Oath Sworn. But anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll be definitely talking about this more in our Road to Infinite uh, episode. It's funny, I, I, wrote, I wrote the whole script and then they had this and it really just reinforced what I wrote. It didn't really garner any sort of rewrites, so it's definitely going to be a great episode to check out. And then lastly... This isn't specific Halo news, but it's pretty freaking big Xbox news that the the Xbox and ZeniMax Studios partnership uh, was finalized this past week. And so now Bethesda Games have a new home on Xbox. They had like a round table to meet the studios, which is a little over an hour. It was pretty interesting. Aaron, I don't know if you watched it, but they, they talk about the overall philosophy of the partnership you had aaron greenberg phil spencer todd howard but then you have the other guy the the main marketing guy oh i'm blanking on his name but anyway so you have them all talking about the different studios a bunch of different games got added game pass over the weekends 
No, no heavy announcements. They did say that you know ex- the exclusivity talk will still be a game by game, case by case basis, and kind of still seemed like it would function as if Bethesda wasn't owned by Xbox, where they would just see what would be beneficial in the Game Pass ecosystem. It very much sounded to me listening to them talk like they didn't want to say that some of these games have contracts in place and we don't want to tell you which of them now. Like I think the vibe I got was future games are going to only be on things that have Game Pass and that's sort of guaranteed. But all of the upcoming stuff we don't want to tell you yet that we've, you know, negotiated that the new Skyrim or the new Elder Scrolls will be multi platform, but it might be. That's sort of what I took away from that is like going forward, we want this, but we still have a lot of like legacy deals to work our way through and we're going to honor them. So we'll let you know as it comes up. That that was kind of what I took away from what this said. The biggest sort of takeaway that I think Phil wanted to leave everybody with was that if you're playing on a platform that supports Xbox Game Pass, then you will have the best experience and just and kind of left it vague like that just saying that if you have game pass you will we will give you the best experience that you can and if you're not on a platform with game pass then you know you may you may have some of the same capabilities as as those game pass subscribers uh, but you may not so it's definitely interesting to see how they're going to continue with this for the next year plus. And uh, they've said that the next sort of event that will have confirmed announcements and kind of start that conversation will be during the summer, uh, likely in whatever sort of event would take like the E3 space or like its own event. I mean, you know, Bethesda could just put on their own event and just talk about it with Xbox. But it, it was very interesting to listen to from a business standpoint and talk about how they now can approach things differently and utilize everyone's technologies and and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely interesting from uh, an Xbox gamer point of view. But uh, but that's uh, that's about it for uh, for this week's headlines. Thank you all for for listening. And Aaron, thanks for joining me on today's episode. And uh, next week we'll have the next week of Halo headlines and the news that will come. If you enjoyed this episode and are otherwise unaware, you can check out our ex- uh, sorry, you can check out our website halopodcastevolved.com. It features our library of episodes for all of our different shows, Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Halo Book Club, Builds with Blocks, and we just like to give another special shout out to our patrons for supporting this show and making all this possible. And again, if you're not a patron, check over to patreon.com/halopodcastevolved.com to learn more about their exclusive offers and rewards. And with that, Aaron, thanks for joining me. I've been your host, Oren. And until next time, evolve. Evolve.